So, Chris, yep. a bit of an interesting situation this week. We're doing this on Skype, so we're well up with the technology. Uh, we are up on the technology. If it goes out halfway through, we'll know why. Yeah, exactly. When I say up with the technology, we're very much flying by the seats of our pants. <laughs> yeah, and then some. But there you go. Uh, and we're recording this before you've spoken to Jim this week, so uh, it'll be... Uh, I'm sure it'll be a, a fascinating conversation with him. You are listening to uh, County Live podcast, of course, with me on this end, Martin Johnston. And me on this end, Chris Ridgway. And just a quick reminder that this year we are sponsored by The Spinning Top, the uh, the best pub we believe for uh, county fans. Uh, why, why do you like The Spinning Top so much? I like the great uh, the great range of ales they've got. I like the fact that they promote live music and have great bands playing there every single week. Uh, I like that I can get there easily from County's ground. I like I can get there easily into Stockport, easily into into Manchester afterwards. It's near the bus station, the train station, so I can get home. Uh, it ticks all the boxes for me. And they, you know, they're very kind enough to make this podcast happen. So get down to the spinning top and uh, enjoy it as much as we do. So far, so good technology-wise. It's now time to jump straight into the weekly interview. And remember, this is the only place you can hear a weekly interview with Stockport County Manager Jim Gannon. Jim, it's Thursday evening. We're back at Edgeley Park after a very wet and rainy training session. Uh, a job needed doing on Saturday, and a job was well done. Yeah, really pleased with the lads. I think um, the buzzword from the previous couple of games has been professional display, and uh, I think we did that. Uh, and also showed the quality to make it a really enjoyable second half. And um, uh, no mean feat, because you can see why Corby are uh, unbeaten and have won the last three rounds of the FA Cup. So in many regards, uh, a tricky one, but we did extremely well and um, you know deserved winners in the end. They did well the first half. They held you at bay. The difference seemed to be when Frank Mulhern came on. He looked a real spark up front. Um, yeah, I'd, I'd definitely say that Frank, uh, you know, the gave us a, an extra impetus in the second half. I felt that um first half that they were solid, they contained us, um, they sporadically stretched us. Um, but we always felt that if we could, um, as the game went on, the introduction of the likes of Matty Warburton, Frank Mulhern and Sam Minahan from the bench would give us that extra energy and uh, quality that would go and see the game through. Um, Matty came on early and you could see the spark that he gave us, but when Frank was added to the equation second half um, and we started the second half with a real endeavour to go and take the game to them and really ask a lot of questions the back four and as we, we got the answers and got the goals um, the game became a bit more stretched and more open which uh, suited our attackers. The draw has been made midweek and it's altering them at home in the next round of the cup. Are you pleased with that? Um, yeah, I'm pleased with that. I think uh, you know, there's a lot of trickier ties that could have happened. Um, I'm pleased in some regards we're at home um, and against a team that's below us in, in the league. Uh, so in that regard, but we also know that Altrincham are a good football inside. It's a local derby, um, but it's a great opportunity for both teams now to, to get into the next round, the first round proper. And um, But pleased enough, because um, if there is a replay of any sorts, you know, you're only going down the road. So in that sense, there's not got that that um, that unknown quality or that difficult travel quality and... Um, like I said, with all the, the conference uh, Premier teams involved, uh, could, we could have had a lot harder tie. We had a few games away from home. 
we've now got a game a run of games at home does this affect your thinking anyway in any way try and make a fortress at edgeley park or is it just listen it's a game of football on a on a pitch of grass yeah well, i don't think anything changed i think um being honest after the 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 mood around the club um and, and the kind of comments that were made to me after the boston game i was to like to send play the next three games away from home. I thought we could concentrate on our own game. We knew the people that would be travelling would be there supporting us um, and wanting us to do well. I'm really pleased for those that went to South Shield and Telford and Darnett and all those games. Um, they, you know, they, they've seen a, a much improved performance where we kind of play with less pressure and, and more focus on our own game plan. And that's paid off for the results we got. Uh, it was nice to come back after those wins with a, a game here at Edgley Park that um, that if we did the same sort of mental had the same sort of mentality worked the same way and, and, and continued to ask the right questions that we'd get a similar professional result performance and um, so we're in a good position at the moment um, again a quirk of the fixtures is that you know the home games uh, have been punctured by an FA Cup game at home to replace an away game so. Next three Saturdays at home against teams that I think if we work hard and apply ourselves really well, they're all winnable games. So um, that's the challenge for us now. The last three games have been good. Uh, we want the next three wins now to put us in a great position, both in the league and the cup. You mentioned the other week about the importance of the cup. However, it's the league you're going to be judged on. Does it give you confidence now that we're going back into the league on such a bounce of form? Yes, I think, um, you know, it's, it's nice to have... I think uh, in some regards it's probably more more benefit to the club than the team at the FA Cup because the club's obviously benefiting from all the finances that we're bringing in uh, from the FA Cup. We wanted to fill those two empty fixtures. Um, now, uh, we do have a... Although the club are benefiting from the FA Cup money, we, we now, as a, as a team, have to contend with the difficulties that that will bring in the league in the sense of having to go to Blythe on a Tuesday night. And if we win the next game, we're having to go to spend more on a Tuesday night. And these were all the difficulties we had last year, for example, when we got to the um, area semi-final of the FA Trophy and we had to go to Kidderminster on a Tuesday night. And if we had gone to them on a Saturday and won that, would we have finished above Kidderminster? So these are all the factors that the, you know, the club and the fans have to realise that sometimes the cup can add to adrenaline and excitement, but they also add to the demands that are placed on the group of players that we have. So we need to make sure the group stays fit and strong um, and just keep going into the next game and, and look to beat Hereford and then FA Cup. But from our perspective, the last three games can only put us in a good position mentally going into this league match. Before we look at Hereford then, let's have a look at the Stockport County boys. Training tonight after the game against Corby Town, Jordan Keane limped off. What's the state of the squad? How are they looking? Yeah, um, well, we had 19 players last week and uh, that'll be down to 18 with the injury to Jordan. Um, it's, it's not a major one. It's um, you know, a slight strain um, of, the, of the joint and hamstring um, with a tendon. So, uh, you know, he's not been able to train this week. Um, I think Paul Turnbull's been able to do more for, than him this week. So it was nice to see Paul Turnbull jogging around and doing his slalom work. Um, so... Uh, you know, but we'd expect um, Jordan to be back fit for the next game, um, you know, the FA Cup, and then Paul Turnbull hopefully will be may well be joining us in training by the end of the month. So, they're positive signs. <clears throat> um, but again, as the you know the, we had the injury early on against Corby, and um, 
but Elliot slotted back into midfield and Warby came on and um, you know with Conor DeMail looking a, a lot more revitalised in training this week I think that we've we've got uh, good options in central midfield and you know with Frank Mulhern back to full fitness and full sharpness we've, we've got good options up front um, Jake Kirby's now had um, four games at Warrington so in a couple of weeks' time, we'll be able to pull him back. Knowing we've got a fully fit player, you know who's been playing with confidence in the winning side. So um, the squad's looking healthy and strong, and, and it, we'll need that because although the next couple of games are on a Saturday, uh, November starting to clog up. Um, Chorley on a Tuesday, Warrington on a Tuesday, uh, Blythe Spartans away on a Tuesday. You know it's starting to look like a very heavy November ahead for us and it would be important that we have um, a fully fit squad come the end of this month. So, But at the moment, like I said, um, a good 18-man panel going into this weekend's game. Let's just talk briefly about Paul Turnbull, seeing as you mentioned him there. I saw, particularly on the pitch after the South Shields game, he'd obviously had no involvement in the game, but he's out there on the pitch with the players afterwards, talking to them all. It's obvious the kind of role he plays amongst those players. He is a leader on the pitch. Do they get a bit of a lift when they see him doing a bit of jogging and the early signs of returning to training? Well, Paul, Paul's always around the training ground and, uh, like I said, around the match environment. And, um, you know, like I said, uh, you know, the club's important to him, football's important to him, and, you know, that's part of his life. Um, other players, it's not so important, but with Paul, you know, travelling to South Shields, Darlington, being part of the group, and it's really important for players sometimes when they're injured to stay part of the group as well for them. But, yeah, it's nice to have Paul around. Um, some that not both the players and the staff can bounce off. Um, he's around the training ground, so it's it's nice for him to get out and be working, you know, alongside the players, even if it is off to one side. So, but it's just nice to see him back because it's been a, a difficult couple of months, and it's always great for both the staff and the players to see one of their fellow colleagues back on the training ground, you know, starting to move with the ball and starting to to get a smile on his face and enjoy being active again. Let's speak about Hereford then. Uh, we were just speaking about them off air. Uh, they've lost three on the spin. To me, they look like they're a team on the ropes. That could go one of either way. They they could they could lie lie down and and roll over, or they could come out fighting. What do you see in them? Um, it's a tough one because last weekend I think the game turned on a, a very important moment. I think they gave away a free kick and conceded from it. But in the, in that particular incident, the goalkeeper and number four clashed heads and one was knocked unconscious and number one had nine stitches. So. Real turning point in that game. <clears throat> but I think the performance was much improved from what I've seen against Chester. I travelled down on a Tuesday night to Chester after training and um, I thought Hereford was strong, solid. Um, they played a 4-4-2, um, but just didn't look totally confident and well-equipped to win the game. And credit to Chester on the night. They, um, they got the 1-0 win, um, got Hereford down to 10 men and then went on to win the game 3-0. And that's kind of been symptomatic of what's happened at Hereford at the moment. And, and often a team that's in a difficult run. But I think the new manager's come in. He changed the system on Saturday. They've worked really hard in recruiting this week. Um, a little bit like I've said to our group is that, you know, it won't take much for turn things around. We have to work hard. We have to find the right formula for our group of players. And wherever possible, if we, if we need it, to bring in one or two players to just galvanise the group and bring a bit of quality. And I think the Hereford are in that process. So I think... Former go out the window this weekend. I think we're looking at a team that's going to be much changed, much improved, and very determined to stop uh, a current run of bad form. So if they're finding their own formula, they're recruiting well, does it give you confidence that I'm just looking at the, the, the list of Stockport County players, 
and they can move around. They can play in different play, uh, different places. Elliot Osborne, you can play him in a few different roles. Darren Stevenson can play out wide or up top, down the middle. Does it give you confidence that you can adapt should you need to? <clears throat> well, we just have to be mindful that they are a team that's played 4-4-2. Uh, they are a team that can play 4-2-3-1 or, or, or more. The Gloss- Tim Harris and... Um, the staff he had down at Gloucester always liked to play a four-one-two-three and have a little bit of fluid movement from the wide players and the attacking midfielders. And I think we had a good taste of that against Corby. You know, one base man and then four players that kind of play off a, a central striker. So uh, perhaps um, Hereford will have a little bit more quality in certain areas. Um, but I think uh, from our perspective, it's we have to be aware of the opposition and the, ch- trend, the changes that can be made. And our players have been, I think, learned from training over the last four weeks about how to be adaptable to that. But also to, it isn't about Darren Stevenson or Adam Thompson playing on the wing or up front. It's about them being able to play both, know when to go outside, when to come inside. And that was one of the key factors on Saturday's game when we started playing close together as a front three and started to really uh, combine well against their back four. And I think that was the, the secret of success on Saturday's game. Um, you know, it was nice that the Corby manager made a compliment about our change of tactics and the way we went about the second half, but it wasn't a major change. It was us just uh, basically doing what we've been doing in training for the last two or three weeks, being able to play, feed good ball into the wide players and been playing off our shape and then wherever possible getting the full-backs on the overlap and joining in. And uh, in that sense, uh, they were all the key players in Saturday's performance. Just finally, uh, Hereford are a team... Amongst many, uh, not many others, but a few others in the division, York City being one, uh, teams that County have league history with, Boston will be another one. Does it give you a bit of motivation? Does it spur anybody on? The fact that there is league history there and there's probably going to be a few more fans in the stadium because of that romance, if you like. Does that spur you on at all or do you just not think of it? I think think it's one of those um, games that when both clubs come head-to-head, it'll always remind you of the the history that we have. And... um, you know, and, and, and credit to Hereford because they, they obviously like like Darlington um, have found themselves sort of uh, become defunct and, and become a Phoenix club. And But they've, they've worked extremely hard. The last manager was, did a brilliant job in getting them to the place that they're at now. And um, again, I was I was very surprised after meeting them at the manager's meeting that he lost his job um, given their start. But, you know, the board there are, are determined to, to make the transition towards a, a much more professional outfit. And that's going to have its team problems and certainly shown that. But Tim Harris would be a good general manager. Mark Richards would be a good head coach. And I think slowly but surely they'll improve over the course of this year. And if um, if they do anything on the pitch to match their ambitions off it, I think that they're going to be a growing force this season. But yeah, going back to what you're saying about the, 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 the history of both clubs, it's, it's certainly going to have a feel and be reminiscent of some of the league clashes we had. So in that sense, it's going to have an extra dimension to the game in terms of the, the character of both clubs for, you know, coming face-to-face at this level. Looking forward to it, Jim. See you Saturday. Thanks so much. Well, uh, first of all, Chris, we uh, a fantastic result in the FA Cup on Saturday. Everything that we were talking about, you know, that we would, you know, would want a good performance, you know, certain players getting getting goals and the crowd being up for it, all that happened on Saturday. Yeah, I mean, an insight into the interview that's about to come. I will open the question into Jim Gannon. My very first line to him will be, there was a job that needed doing and you got the job done. And for me, that is, uh, it sums up exactly what happened on Saturday. 
they gave us a little bit of a good run at first, Colby. They kept it goalless until half-time. So, you know, they can hold their head up high. If we're being honest, a couple of refereeing decisions uh, are carried out properly and we're looking at a 5 or 6 score, uh, nil scoreline. But we'll take the 3-0 uh, and move on to the next game. Yeah, and, and with that, yeah, I saw a few people on social media and read a few things about the uh, about refereeing decisions. And, you know, you just think that for once it's in a game where they didn't matter. So, you know, long may that continue because obviously every football fan, every football club has suffered in big, important games uh, where you're not 3-0 up from, uh, from refereeing decisions. So, um, so fortunate in that, in that way. Yeah, very much so. And uh, listen, it makes for a great tie as well. In the next round, Altringham at home, really something to look forward to. Um, you know, we I love playing local teams. I would have taken Altringham at home or away because it's so close. But I'm glad that it's at home. It's another it's another game back at Edgeley Park while we're in a good run of form. We win this game uh, and we're into a really good draw in the FA Cup. Absolutely. It should make for a really good crowd. They've had mixed fortunes over the last few years, obviously. Um, they've been a bit of bit of a yo-yo club, haven't they? But, uh, but yeah, the, in terms of what they'll bring and in terms of County being up for it and another step into the, you know, further in the FA Cup, so much to play for in that tie. Yeah, well, it's like Jim said, you know, I think it would be ambitious, to say the least, to say, listen, let's go all the way or let's even get to the very late rounds. But the closer we can get to our big tie, just even a league club would be nice just to, you know, it's always nice um, welcoming old enemies back, if you like, or clubs that we played against uh, in the league stature that we used to command and, and still should do and one day will do again. Um, it's nice to welcome them back. You look at teams that have dropped into League One recently, you know, we could potentially be uh, a few games away from someone like Sunderland. Or, so, you know, that, I think of how good a tie that would be. Uh, bringing them to Edgeley Park. So, listen, let's not look past Altrincham or certainly Hereford this weekend uh, in the league. But, you know, it could be exciting times ahead for the Hatters. Absolutely. And, you know, in the Corby performance, who stood out for you? Obviously, you know, good to see uh, two guys who needed goals getting goals. Yeah, I think for, certainly for me, Frank Mulhern is, is the guy who stands out because he comes on at half-time and the game changes. Niall Bell and, and Frank Mulhern offer two very different... They're, they're different kinds of players in that Bell is almost like a battering ram at times. You know, he, he goes through, he bows his players out of the way. He's got that power, that pace, that rawness that we've spoken about. But you look at Frank Mulhern and he maybe doesn't have that ability. Well, he'll argue that he does, but he's he can be a little bit cuter. He can get around the back. He can provide that tidy finish when it's needed. He can be the finisher in the group. You know, for all Bell's qualities, you wouldn't call him an out-and-out -out finisher. Whereas uh, Frank Mulhern, I think, proved that he was. Uh, he leads the line in a little bit of a different way. So he gets on the ball at half-time and just says, I'm going to make this game mine. Played like a guy, even though, if we're being honest, he probably was under a little bit of pressure. Conor DeMeo, Matthew Warburton, Niall Bell have all got three goals. He hasn't. He's supposed to be the number nine. He comes in and he scores two. So, fair play. He's come on. He's grabbed the game by the scruff of the neck. He's changed it. Uh, goals change, games, all the rest of it. Um, but he's made that happen. So well done him. Yeah, and so he's the man this week. He is the man. Mr Mulhern is the man. And and yeah, and and you know, great news for the squad in terms of you know being able to offer something different. Those two being, you know, those two getting in the goals and those two offering something completely different. 
and then you know uh, you know getting uh, Massey Warburton and and Darren Stevenson you know back into form you know that's that's just just such great news for the squad well i mean Darren Stevenson i said he was going to be the man to watch um i thought he he played really really well on saturday and he's now becoming a bit more of a mainstay in the starting 11 uh, and that is good news because when we signed him we knew that we were signing a uh, a player that has pedigree, that has experience, that has pace and power. He can get a goal, he can make goals. Um, we've not seen that throughout the whole time of him being here. Now we are seeing it. So the fact that he's mainstay first eleven, you know, uh, is is positive for Stockport County. I expect it to be tantalising when Jake Kirby comes back from his loan at Warrington. They're both going to vie for that number eleven shirt, uh, and the real winners there are the Stockport County faithful because they're seeing two top draw players. Uh, you know, let's see if they can get in the same squad. How about that? Um, but for me, Darren Stevenson, fantastic. Massey Warburton, it's just good to see him playing with a smile on his face. It's watching him get the ball up. He's chasing everything down. You know, a criticism in the past is that he has been that he doesn't win the ball back enough. But, you know, you, you've got to give a guy credit where it's due. He was chasing everything down, determined, you know, probably... Probably a little unfortunate not to get the nod to start the game. I understand why he didn't, but he would have felt that he'd probably done enough. So for him to get on quite early, you know, albeit through an injury, um, but for him to get on quite early showed it, it gave him the majority of the game to impress. Uh, and impress is what he did. And now he's going to be hammering on the door uh, on Saturday saying, Gaffer, you've got to sit me on the, on the team sheet. So on Saturday, you know, another tough old traditional rival, Hereford. Hereford United. That's um, again, you know, there's no such thing as an easy, uh, easy fixture in this league. So, do you see the change, the team changing much apart from Matty hammering on Jim's door? Do you, what do you think Saturday's going to play out like? Well, I think obviously Jordan Keane going off. Um, Jim Gannon kind of alluded um, after the game, after the post uh, during the post match last week that next week will probably come too soon for him. So I, I would imagine we won't see Jordan Keane um, this weekend. For, so for me, Matty Warburton starts and Elliot Osborne drops a little bit deeper. I quite like that because it's, it has the ability to transform into a bit more of an attacking threat. You know, you can put Elliot further forward. You can let Sam Walker be that clean-up guy, if you like, uh, in the defensive midfield position because Hereford are a team who have lost three on the spin now. They're in a team that uh, they are a team that are a bit devoid of confidence. They're going to be struggling. They're going to be, but we've seen that work for teams in the past. You know, back against the rope mentality. You've got to start swinging because you know you're being you're being hit around. You you turn into a little bit of a whipping boy. So it's going to be a tough job. The fact that we've got attacking personnel who can come in and really kind of hit a, hit a team hard who are struggling for confidence, who are struggling for form. It says if we win that, we're you know, we're right back up there. We're doing the business in the league and in the cup. And I think if we win on Saturday, we've gone full circle. A few weeks ago, Boston happened and Alfreton happened and we weren't getting the results. We weren't getting the shakes. And people were saying, look, we need to get out of Edgerly for a few weeks. We just need to go away, get our form back. And that's what we did. We went to Telford, we got a draw. Uh, we went to Darlington, we got a win. You know, so we got these results back up and running. We went to South Shields in the cup, we got a win. We came back Tragedy Park, we played Corby in the Cup, we got another win. So the winning times are back amongst Stockport County. They've won their last three as opposed to Hereford, who've lost their last three. So now 
what County have to do is make that winning form at home in the league. That's the only thing that needs fixing. So we get a win on Saturday. There's, there's all kinds of reasons to be positive uh, and to really start looking forward uh, towards where we can be come Christmas. So who's your one to watch then? Who are you going to be keeping an eye on this Saturday? Assuming he gets into the squad, it's got to be Matty Warburton. Um, if, he's, if he is going to get the nod, and this is by no means saying that he is, but if he does get the nod, he is going to be the one to watch because it's now about him saying, I've got to make this number 10 shirt my own again. You know, I don't care if Elliot Osborne's come in. I don't care if I'm only in because Jordan Keane's injured. I don't care if Stevenson's playing well or whoever else is playing well. This is my shirt. This is my number 10. I was, listen, I scored 20 odd goals from here last season. It's mine. Come and get it back off me. I want to see that from him. So for that reason alone, I'm going to be keeping an extra keen eye on Matty Warburton this week. You love a boxing analogy, don't you? Um, <laughs> love it. Yeah, absolutely love it. Um, you can hear a full match commentary of Stockport County against Hereford United on Imagine 104.9 FM on Saturday. You can join Chris and John Kieran as you can for every single Stockport County match. Chris, thanks. Thank you very much, Martin. What, this Skype business? It's quite easy, isn't it? It is, mate. It's very, very easy. We're in the modern world.